This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey's Solutions. This is a brand new radio show providing biblical answers for money and life. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear lives apart. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. True Stewardship with Chris Brown at 1 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. It can take a lifetime to live your faith to its fullest. But how long should it take to earn a college degree? At Rochester College, you can complete your degree in as little as 16 months. Just think about it. In less than two years, you could be moving up in your current job, earning that pay raise, or even switching careers completely. New classes start every eight weeks, so you don't have to wait until fall to get started. You won't have to travel far either. Rochester College has campuses in Rochester Hills, Southfield, Clinton Township, and Flint, as well as online courses and degrees. So stop waiting. Now is the time to start down the path to your degree in management, psychology, early childhood studies, mass communication, or Christian ministry. Find God's plan for you. Take the first step and visit rc.edu today. Connect with a Rochester College recruiter who can help you find the right path. Challenging academics, Christian community. Find it at Rochester College. God bless you, Bishop Hoskins. And Pastor Gene. From the Power of Faith, Power of Faith, Full Gospel Music Ministry. We have a strong biblical teaching for you every second and fourth Sunday right here on AM 1500 WLQV. Talk radio. Join us and be blessed abundantly. And as I always say, keep walking, walking with the word. God bless you. Join Bishop Hoskins for Power of Faith every second and fourth Sunday evening at 730 on AM 1500 WLQV. More than a 1,000 chapters and 30,000 verses, but you can do it. Read the entire Bible with Bible in a Year, totally interactive, totally free at BibleStudyTools.com. This is what we believe. We 
impossible to please God, to please God. For you must know that He will reward those who diligently seek Him, seek Him now. Praise the Lord. Welcome, everybody. This is Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Myron Jenkins. So glad to be back with you once again. So glad to be here today. Uh, it's a little cold, a little nippy, but I'm so glad to be here. And I thank God every day uh, when I rise and sign and see another day. Uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. I don't know what that your week has been like, but it's been an interesting week for me. Um, uh, you know, God is so good. I just want to thank you that uh uh, that are listening, continue listening with us and continue to support us. And we thank you so for much for your cards and your letters and, and, and your support. And uh, we just always say thank you and continue to support us and continue to, to be a biblical faith listener as well as a biblical faith partner uh, in your uh, cards and letters, in your charitable gifts. Uh, so we thank you this day. And uh, those that are listening for the very first time, which is, Biblical Living Live, and uh, don't turn the radio dial. Just tell somebody, Biblical Living in the air. Biblical Living Live is on the air, and uh, we're on teaching and preaching and, and sharing the Word of God, and that's what this broadcast is all about, is biblical living, how to live the Bible. We all got some issues, and we all got some, some things that we're, not, we're, or that we're doing that's not, uh, that's not pleasing to God. There's no one's perfect. It says no, not one. We're all sinners saved by grace, and we all have some issues, but we're here to share the Word of God and to look at the Word of God and see how that we can better live this Word of God. And just like it said, sometimes we have to walk by faith, and this week is one of those walking by faith weeks for me. Uh, it was just a, a faith a week that I had to trust God. Uh, on uh, Monday uh, of this last week, uh, uh, I, I got up and went to work as I normally do, and uh, you know, and I had a had uh, about 12 o'clock, I had ate a sandwich, and about 12 o'clock, all of a sudden, my stomach started rumbling, and my head got light, and I started all the way home, and before I can get home, and, uh, you know, my whole, you know, I just began to throw up and begin to just feel funny, and, and uh, just to make a long story short, three days later, after I finally went to emergency, come to find out I was dehydrated, and a lot of things were going wrong with me, but... What I eventually found out I had by Friday was salmonella poisoning. I don't know if anyone ever had that uh, happen to them, but that salmonella poisoning, it takes it out of it because you can't eat nothing because nothing stays down. Uh, what is down there continually comes out, you know, and running. And so you just go, one is going out one way out, one end, and out the other end is going out. So, I mean, it was a tough, tough, tough battle, and I lost about seven pounds, and you know, I still haven't gained all my strength. I tried to go back to work yesterday, and, uh, you know, I managed to work all day. But, man, I was tired yesterday when I came home. And, uh, and, and like I said, I can still feel the effects. But like I said, but it's walking by faith, not by sight. I don't look at the circumstance. I trust God that got me through it. Uh, I didn't. When it happened, I didn't start praying. I always pray. So when it happened, I didn't have to go into some deep prayer to say, God, save me. I knew that the God that I that I serve and the God that I preach and the God that I teach and the God that I love, that he would take care of me and bring me through. And he eventually brought me through. And I'm telling you, but it was a lot of fluids. My wife uh, 
thank her, Sandra, for continually getting me fluids. I needed fluids, and, and the fluids wouldn't stay in, and they wouldn't, and they, they ran out. But the Lord just worked with it, and he worked with that, that thing. And I know sometimes salmonella has gotten pretty critical to some people, and I had a bout with it. And, but you know what? I'm here, so that's a good God. And that tells me that's a mighty God that will bring me through. So, you know, I am so thankful for that, and I'm so prayerful to God that he just loves me enough to see me back on the air once again and allow me to share his gospel and to bless me to be here today. So with that in mind, uh, you know, we've been talking about the book of Mark. It was off last week, uh, Saturday. I had uh, work, so we had played a rerun, and I believe it was in the same vein of the Mark uh, that we've been talking about the uh, gospel of, according to Mark and Mark's book, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the Son of God. As we've been talking about the first chapter, we have not gotten even out of the first chapter. And today we're going to try to cover some verses today, verses 1 through 8. Uh, we'll try to get through all of them. But if you got your Bibles, go to Mark, the book of Mark, uh, Matthew, uh, the New Testament, the uh, New Testament, the second gospel, gospel of Mark. And we're going to be talking about that uh, and about uh, what Mark wrote about and talk about this gospel of Jesus Christ. We talked a little bit about that uh, a couple weeks ago. But now we're going to get into how it ties into what John the Baptist, his significance and the role that he had to play in, uh, into uh, introducing and announcing uh, the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And we want to look at that too as it relates to us today, because there's a part that we should be playing as the same as the part that John the Baptist played, the part that we should be helping and proclaiming and, and letting the people know what the gospel of Jesus Christ and what the gospel is all about, that, you know, the Bible told us to go ye all the world and preach the gospel, and that's the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the good news of salvation, and the salvation only comes through Jesus Christ. So, uh, so when we go to break, when we come back from break, let us pray. We're going to come back from break. Uh, we're going to begin to talk about uh, this uh, verses. Uh, actually, we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 8. We're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name, thanking you once again and giving you praise, honor, and glory uh, for all that you do, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, that you are blessing God, a giving God, a loving God. We thank you, God, that those that are listening, God, to about a, uh, for our Lord, about a pardoning of their sins, Lord, if they don't know you, Lord God, as Lord and Savior, Lord, that before this broadcast over, they ask to themselves, what must I do to be saved, to inherit this eternal life? That, Lord God, the only life is it only eternal life that they can inherit, Lord God, is through accepting our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as Savior, Lord God, and confessing their sins unto him and asking for his forgiveness. So, Lord God, we just ask, Lord God, that they would that they would, would hear that, Lord God, and those that are listening, Lord God, we, we pray that those, Lord God, that listen to us would be renewed, be re enlightened, Lord God, with your word, Lord God, be re uh, renewed in your word, Lord God, that, Father, as we listen, Lord God, we grow closer to you, Lord God, and we become more, Lord, disciples of you, Lord God, to preach and teach this word of God, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ throughout this land. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you as you bless every ear, bless every listener, Lord. Bless those, Lord God, that are listening today, Lord God. Just touch them in a mighty way. And, Lord, we give you praise and honor and glory for all that in Jesus' name. Amen.
Attention builders and contractors, Residential Builders Proprietary School reminds you that in order to renew your license, you must complete continued competency training and provide proof of completion to the state licensing agent. Residential Builders Proprietary School provides the state-of-the-art three-hour continued competency course that assures you a smooth contractor license renewal. And if you're applying for the first time, Residential Builders Proprietary School offers the complete 60-hour course required by the state of Michigan in order to be granted the license. Don't put your career and your income at risk. Contact Residential Builders Proprietary School now at 734-487-8770. That's 734-487-8770. Whether you're applying or renewing, get the professional training you need only at Residential Builders Proprietary School. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome everybody. This is Biblical of the Life. I'm your host, Pastor Aaron Jenkins. So glad to be back with you once again. Uh, we are talking about the book of Mark. Uh, we've been, uh, we're going to be looking at the book of Mark, as I told you a couple of weeks ago. We're going to begin to just look at it and break it down and look at it in its content of what Mark is writing here. Uh, we talked previously about who Mark was. You know, Mark was a, uh, was a follow, follower with Paul, uh, you know, and he on his first missionary journey, Paul and Barnabas failed. You know, he, you know, he returned from that, and, and then Paul and Barnabas on his second missionary journey, Barnabas took uh, John Mark, and Paul took Silas, and that became the story of how John Mark uh, began to grow into who he became. And so what we're going to do today, we're going to look at the preaching of John the Baptist. And we're going to begin by reading, uh, we're going to just read the verse, uh, verse uh, first eight verses. Excuse me for being a little tongue-tied. I think I'm still sort of weakened in, in my body, but my spirit's okay uh, with being down. Uh, so like I told most of you, I've been had salmonella most of the week, but... God has brought me through. But it said in verse 1, it says, In the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the, the prophets, as it is written in the prophecies, the prophets, Behold, I send you a messenger before the face who shall prepare the way before thee. And third, third verse says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. For first, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remissions of sin. Five, and there went out unto him all of the land of Judah and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan confessing their sins. Six, and John was clothed with camel hair and with the girdle of the skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey. And seven, and preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latches of his shoes I am not worthy to loose down and unloosen, to stoop down and unloosen. I did have, I did have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with 
the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit as some uh, writings might have. Well, this is beginning of the story of Mark is giving us on who John the Baptist was. Uh, as I talked to on a few weeks ago, I told you the significance of Mark's gospel and what he portrayed to the Romans and, and then what he portrayed as Jesus, the servant of man and the son of God. And, and Mark here, beginning of this gospel of Jesus Christ, he begins with the gospel. Uh, gospel literally signifies the tidings. And then and, and the second thing I want you to know, gospel, the good news about the life and death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, that was in all of the four gospels, and we knew that. But the man uh, of G uh, Son of Man, a very uh, affirmation of Jesus' deity, stressed his uniqueness, a relationship to the Father. Uh, when we look at Mark 1 and 2, the prophets in Malachi 3, uh, and 1 through 3, and Isaiah f uh, 40 and 3, we see the prophets foretold. Uh, when we look at that, we've been again like that. The thousands of prophecies that was told about the Bible have been told about the Bible and been told about Jesus. They all came true. This was a, 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 a son of God that was coming, and it was something that you and I needed to do, and or, or they need to do at that time, that you and I need to do today. John was divinely promised messenger. When we look at John the Baptist, he was the divinely uh, prophesied prophet, uh, messenger, prophesied messenger of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, we know that uh, we begin when we look back in the Bible, you look into the stories that when Mary went to visit uh, Elizabeth and Elizabeth was with child John the Mark, you know, and uh, uh, when uh, 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 when she uh, seen it, the baby leaped in the room. Uh, we know that, um, uh, you know, Zachariah was his father. Uh, we know that uh, that was all a uh, divineness of God. When we look at the stories in the Bible of how God went through and processed the things of God that would happen in talking about Jesus, you know, Jesus being born of a virgin, Jesus being, uh, being foretold that he was to come, the Messiah was to come. Uh, but he was here, John was preparing the way of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He was preparing the people for uh, the coming king. Uh, when we look back at the traditional things of, of those times, and when we look at the, in the ancient times, the kings would send an uh, envoy uh, ahead of them to prepare the people for their arrival in the towns. This is the same way that God was preparing Jesus by sending John to prepare the people to uh, that he was coming. Like they would do it naturally with kings. When kings were coming, they'd say, go to the next town, tell them I'm on my way. So they would prepare. So they have prepared banquets and they will prepare places. And you see it a lot of times in the biblical movies, in the biblical stories, when a king would come. He says, I didn't know you were coming. I would have prepared something for you because typically they would. But this is what would happen. But when we look at God's uh, explaining it from through the prophet's uh, point of view. When you look at, uh, we can go to uh, Isaiah. If you got your Bibles, you could turn to Isaiah 40, and, and we're going to read 40 and 3. And, and it says, The voice of him that cried in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way 
of the Lord. Make it straight in the desert highway of our of our God. It says prepare the way. It says prepare the way. This prophet was going to prepare the way. This is what was foretold that the prophet was foretold. And most things that was prophesied about Jesus came to pass. And, and there, there's nothing that was prophesied that didn't come to pass. And as we look at the Bible, now more things are going to come to pass when you look at revelations in the Bible. And so we begin to look at that. And then uh, when we look at uh, how the gospel uh, also, uh, the preparing the way of the Lord, uh, we can look at Malachi. Malachi said in Malachi 3, uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 3. Uh, and it says, uh, Behold, I will send you a messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, for the and the Lord, whom ye seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom the delighted in, and behold, he shall come down, says the Lord of hosts. But, but who may abide that day? of the coming and who shall stand when he appears for he is likened a refiner fire and likened fullness soap it says and he shall sit at the as a refiner and purify of silver and he shall purify the sun and the levi's of purge there of gold and silver and they of offerings unto the lord and offering in righteousness when we begin to look at that i mean you know we can get an altar of refining oil you know purification fire purifies but jesus coming and john the baptist letting us know that we had to get right our positions was to be being baptized for the remittance of our sins so when we get into verse four it says john did baptize with the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance of the re uh, for the remissions of sin, John was prep, uh, 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 was baptizing, and, and when you see the John, when you see the gospel introducing John as the as baptismal ministry as the baptizer, that he was telling them to repent. We know we see the stories of John standing in the, out there in the waters, in the middle of the waters, asking them to repent and being baptized. And when we look at that. You know, and John, because, you know, Jesus said that uh, John was, uh, was was a great man. But you know what? Uh, ourselves, if we do the work of God, we're going to be looked on in the same place and in the same likeness of John the Baptist if we uh, do what John the Baptist did. And that is to d identify that people are sinners, identify that people make mistakes. And I'm not going to try to say we got to be as bold as like he was. He was standing out calling them sinners call them vipers, telling them to repent and come unto the Lord. I mean, today, if you do that, you're going to get this. You're going to get told you're a racist. You know, you are, you're a bigot. Uh, you are see something wrong with you to tell somebody that they're a sinner. And that what has gone kind of gone wrong with our church. Ba baptize, baptism was a, a distinction or mark of John's ministry that we need to be baptized. Uh, John baptism was a difference from the the, the 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 rituals of the Jewish washing. You know, Jewish had a form of washings and baptisms that they did that was just traditional things that they did. But John's was along 
for a time act of remission of sin. It says preaching and baptizing for the remissions, for the, uh, for the repentance, for the remissions of their sins so that they should be uh, re, uh, the remissions of their sins. So when we, when we look at what John was doing, John was telling them, come be baptized, become and accept, uh, ask your forgiveness. And, and, and the baptism, it doesn't really, uh, in a sense, sometimes we think that because we get baptized, it cleanses us uh, or it cleanses of our sins. You can go down and be baptized as a dry sinner and come up as a wet sinner. You know, baptism is symbolic of the of the of the baptism in a in a submersion of Jesus Christ going into the graves and being raised again. It's just symbolic. It has it has no spiritual uh, changing of you uh, in itself, other than you accepting the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Savior. You repent of your sins when you go into baptism, and if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you have confession your personal Lord and Savior you live, and you have not been baptized. That does not mean you're not going to heaven. Because once you accept Jesus Christ, you get the indwellingness of the Holy Spirit that indwells you, and that is the Spirit of God, and that is what connects you with heaven. So it's not the uh, it's not necessary the baptism. But baptism is a sign. It's a sign that you give to the public saying, I want to recognize and show that through this baptism that I do, that I show that sign that I love my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I have ex- I have repented of my sins and I'm be- I want to be baptized as a public acknowledgement of what's an internal change in my life because nobody can see anybody's internal change. We all say we save. You got folks say they, say they Christians, but they're gay. I mean, how can you be a, Christ- a, a gay Christian? I mean, you can't be what you, you know, you can't be what you're not. I mean, a Christian, a child of God, God says that he made man, male and female. And I don't mean to just jump on that one. It just happened to come out that way. But the point of it is you cannot change the Bible. The Bible is what the Bible says, and the Bible is what the Bible means. And we cannot change that. We cannot change laws and change things to change the Bible. And what the society is, they want to change laws because people want to change who they are. Everybody in the world has a right to call themselves what they want, to be who they want, because that's the freedom to be. But because someone free have the freedom to be what they want, shouldn't be. But because our laws and because our political uh, 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 society is corrupt, with politicians, they want jobs, get free jobs, to go sit somewhere and get tons of money, and you keep finding out they're crooked, they're doing stuff just to make money. We got such a greed in our America to be successful that people will sell their own and say, what would it profit a whole man uh, to lose his soul, you know, uh, you know, uh, because over finances. They say, what is a profit a man, you know? I mean, you know, silver and gold, you know what I mean, money. And so with that, we have to know this baptism into the body of Christ, this baptism of accepting Jesus Christ, it's, it's, it's distinct and it's significant to the bond that we have with Jesus Christ as a son of God and that in that bond that we show that when we get baptized. And John was out telling them, well, you're sinners. In order to be saved, you need to be baptized. And once you're baptized uh, and you are submerged and you're baptized, you baptize into Christ. 
meaning you by accepting and, and, and for your missions of confessions of your sins and the remission of your sins, you be baptized that you can be saved. And so we have to look at that as we as the body of Christ, because uh, that is what with the church today I find that sometimes has been a problem. I've been in church for over 30 years. So I'm just talking about from my time in the church. I don't know a lot that happened on before that because I did go to church, but I did not pay enough attention to what going on. Just like some of you today, you go to church and you don't pay attention. You just go to church. You just end up there, sitting, listen for a good message. But we have to know the purpose of why we're there and the purpose of what the Bible wants us to do and the purpose of how we should serve God. And I think that's what... Uh, uh, we need to to focus on in these coming years because the Bible is under attack. The church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is under attack. Christians are under attack. Disciples are under attack. Pastors are under attack. Anyone that's connected with the body of Christ is going to be under attack because the Christianity is under attack. So and if you stand in a place saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a born-again believer, I'm a disciple of Christ. I'm, I'm the church because we are the church. The body of Christ is the church. The lively stones, we are the church. The building is the place of worship. It's the place of gathering. It's the place where we come together as the body of Christ to worship our Lord and Savior together. But we all individually are part of the body of Christ if we accepted Jesus Christ as our first Lord and Savior. And we have a mission to do, and we have a mission to get on, and, and we need to get start getting to that mission. And I, like I said, if I'm just one like John, remember John was one crying in the wind, and if it takes one, I'm going to stick up and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to speak up for the Word of God. And I'm not going to bag down, bow down, and cow down to anyone that will tell me this Bible is not true. And what we're being told, that this Bible's not true, what, it, what it's saying is not true, what it's written is not true, and, 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 and we are being bombarded with people with their own agendas, and they have their own agendas, and they want to take their agendas and want to change what the Bible says because they saying their agendas are more important than the Bible. And that is not the case. So, But we're going to talk about this. We're going to finish talking about it. We're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back from that break, we're going to continue to talk about uh, but well, where are our place in the preaching for the minute remission of sins? Where are our place in the, repeating, in the re, uh, preaching of the remission of sin when we come back? Attention builders and contractors, Residential Builders Proprietary School reminds you that in order to renew your license, you must complete continued competency training and provide proof of completion to the state licensing agent. Residential Builders Proprietary School provides the state-of-the-art three-hour continued competency course that assures you a smooth contractor license renewal. And if you're applying for the first time, Residential Builders Proprietary School offers the complete 60-hour course required by the state of Michigan in order to be granted the license. Don't put your career and your income at risk. Contact Residential Builders Proprietary School now at 734-487-8770. That's 734-487-8770. Whether you're applying or renewing, get the professional training you need only at Residential Builders Proprietary School. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Welcome back. This is Biblical Living Live. I'm your host, Pastor Byron Jenkins. We're talking uh, about the book of Mark. We've been talking about uh, the preaching of John the Baptist here that Mark wrote on. And, and, and what I was when I went to break, I was talking about what we need to preach. And in verse 4, it says, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then it says, 5 says, and there were out unto them. And it says, and there went out unto them all the land of Judah and uh, and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. You know, m- many times, I know at least, got to be at least 10 years since, like I said, I've been in church over 30 years, but maybe 10 years ago and then maybe even in 30 years I've heard uh, different places. I've been in a few churches and I've visited a few churches and I just listen to people talk. And a lot of times there's a misnomer about preaching I remember when I was little, before I was actually saved, but I did go into churches, I heard pastors and preachers preaching on, fire, they call it fire and brimstone messages. Uh, a good message uh, uh, was uh, a Graham, uh, Billy Graham. He preached, you're going to hell if you ain't saved and you don't accept Jesus. There wasn't no cut and dry to it. Ain't nowhere nobody could say. He didn't preach fire and brimstone. He preached, you're going to hell if you didn't have Jesus. You're going to hell if you don't accept Jesus. There ain't no ifs and buts about it. And if you're living in your sins, you're going to hell. That's what he said. And, I mean, it was very popular, salvational saving messages that got thousands and thousands saved on Billy's, uh, 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 Billy Graham crusades. And I used to watch him. I used to you know, watch him and say, look at this man. I mean, you know, and that's before I even got saved. I said, man, he's powerful. But, 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 but where are we in this message today? Many of the great radio preachers, uh, not the radio necessarily, excuse me, the, the t- TV evangelists or TV folks, they, they're preaching this, you know, the church does not want to preach about sin anymore. I mean, we, you know, we want to talk about, you know, love and getting along and, you know, we're going to get along. We all just got to get along. Yeah, yeah. You know, we do got to get along. But the problem of it is sin is a problem in the Bible. Sin is a problem with God because God hates sin. God does not hate the sinner, but he hates the sin. And he does not condone sin. God does, does not condone any sin. So where are we in the preaching for the mission of sins? Where are we telling those that you can't just sin every day? Sin is sin. There's no large sin. There's no small sin. There's no little sins. There's no big sins. There's no white sins. There's no black sins. There's no blue sins. There's no grease sins. There's all sin. And whatever fits in that basket of sin that falls away from the Bible, that doesn't line up with the word of God is sin. All is sin. Just like the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory. You know, a few weeks ago, somebody texted me a message that said some are just born blessed and others have to work for it. Well, I had to go to Romans 3.23 and I had to text the person back and say, excuse me, <laughs> you got to read your Bible. And Romans 3.26 says all have sinned and come short of the glory. Don't mean it dis- disrespectful, but don't send me no unbiblical stuff to my text. Because I'm going to shoot right back at you because I ain't going to allow the devil no play because I don't want somebody out there thinking 
that you're born blessed. There ain't nobody on this earth born blessed. And, ain't, and have not been. But Jesus was the only thing that ever was born blessed. The best little baby Jesus. Now that was blessed. Because he blessed the whole mankind. But then the rest of us are born sinners. We wretches. And that's what's wrong with the church today. It's got a whole lot of sinners in there. Folks that you think are Christians, folks you think would be righteous, you just turn and do a little something to them, they'll turn on you like mad dogs. I mean, come on, tell me, how are you going to be my brother today? We get in a little discomfort, and you turn on me the next day. And they call themselves Christian. That's what folks call themselves Christian. Like I said, old folks can call themselves Christian because that's an easy thing to say. But a disciple is someone that has to stay the course. A disciple is someone that acts like Christ, walk like Christ, going to be like Christ, going to do like Christ, and going to accept the things of Christ. Going to turn the cheek to others and says he's going to turn the cheek. How many times you going to forgive? He said seven times, 70 in a day. That's 490 times. Can't nobody do it. But how are you going to stand as a Christian? We have a messed up, mixed up generation of foolishness. And what we got going on in the church house today, in the, in, in, in the house of prayer today, because the church is us. But we'll call it the church house just for some of you that, that wants to signify with it. Another thing, I was in church and someone once said, uh, you can't preach about certain things. I mean, when did it ever come when we're talking about what John the Baptist doing? John out here preaching for remission of sins. He didn't say, hey, you Catholic brother over there, I'm not going to preach to you by repentance of sin because you got to see the priest. He didn't ask uh, 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 the Baptist over, hey, I can't preach to you because you got, you got to listen here from your Baptist preacher whether or not I can preach to you about the sins you're doing over here. He didn't ask the Holiness Church, well, I mean, I can't ask you nothing over there because you got to, you got to go to the Holy Ghost and you got to talk to your pastor and let him tell you about what you're not doing wrong. Something's wrong with what we have done done with this gospel something is wrong with how we have obtained the to understanding of this gospel because we're lifted to so much foolish preaching on sunday morning it is becoming a fashion show it is becoming just a good place for good times and good feelings because what can you say because if you can't preach what the bible takes to teach how are you gonna preach i had i had to be a kind of awful funny when when mark sent uh uh when mark and Timothy and Titus and uh, Theopolis and all of them was going to preach after Paul set up the churches and sent them out because that's what the second missionary journey. Paul says, hey, uh, to Silas, I mean, to, to Barnabas, let's go out and see uh, what the churches we have preached to, see how they're doing. That if he there had been sitting all these other preachers in between and said, listen, you can't preach them uh, about their sins. You, you can't preach them about being straight. You can't tell them what's right. Could you imagine the kind of foolishness they ran? I mean, they ran into a whole lot anyway because Paul, when he wrote the book of first and second book of Corinthians, I mean, Corinthian church was just that church today. And people said, well, that was back in the No, we act like the Corinthians today. There's more sin going on today than it was going on in them days and with the foolishness going on in the church and how people are acting and conducting themselves. We have to look at that. We don't find any other the, the, the Bible reserved reserve for the pastor's preaching only. Anyone that's called to preach is supposed to preach the gospel instantly in season and out of season. Preach what the word of God says. When God gives you a message, if you're, if you're a messenger, you have, if you're a preacher, you're a messenger. That's just the bottom line. If you're preaching a message from, the, from our Lord and Savior and our Lord God, and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, this Bible, 
this King James Bible, and it's coming out of this Bible, that's a message from God. And, and a message from God ain't always going to be God loves you because God does love you. But if God don't tell you in a message that you're doing wrong, how do you know you're going to do wrong? That's what I promise. You go to church and you, you're sinning. You just slept with somebody's wife the night before and you come dragging in church in the morning and the, and the Holy Spirit don't check you. He's supposed to check you. He's supposed to check you and actually tell your name and tell you where you was. Get the address out and get a lady name or whoever you were with. That's what it should, the Holy Ghost should do. But the Holy Ghost sometimes is nice. You say, well, you know, you, you should not be messing around. You should not be fornicating, uh, idolatry. You not, should be not doing certain things. That's what it, the Bible, you know, that a preacher might say. But people get offended. Well, you know, he was talking. No, I wasn't talking about me. Well, I wasn't talking about you. That's God talking about you, <laughs> what you're doing. You have to watch what you're doing. Get your life in order. Um, we don't have uh, life-changing preaching anymore. You know, this, this is life-changing preaching. He's saying, this is life-changing. He says, he says, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of your sin. You need to be baptized. You need to be redunked, rededicated. And a lot of times you don't need to get redunked. You need to go up there to up, in front of, up, up to the pulpit and ask God to forgive you and go before the Lord and quit. I'm, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want nobody to know I see it last night. Well, God knows. I don't understand how people tell me sometimes, I just don't get it. God understands or God knows. You know, people telling me that God knows. I'm saying, yeah, God knows about me, but don't you know he also know about you too? <laughs> he know you a sinner. He know you're lying, a thief. He know you, uh, uh, whatever your problem is, he knows. So you don't have to tell me about mine. Check yours out. Because you got dirt under your fingernails, too. Regardless if they, you know, uh, been medicued or pedicured on your toes. You got dirt? Got dirt somewhere? We all got dirt. We all are sinners. We're all struggling to be saved. We're all struggling to keep our minds clear. But our job is to preach the baptism of repentance of sins. That we should tell those that they should be, you know, they got to be saved. It says all have been baptized in verse 5. Baptism should be a result of a trusting and repentance of sin. The baptism that you should go and you should want. If you out there, the baptism that you should want and you should want is a baptism of the Holy Spirit to have the Holy Spirit working in your life. God cannot work in your life when you have sin in your life. Don't work together. Light and darkness cannot dwell in the same place, my brothers and sisters. It don't happen. It don't work that way. John called Israel to repent and prepare the coming of the Messiah. We should be doing the same thing today. There, Jesus shall come again. The Bible specifically says that Jesus is coming again. He's coming again. And our job as the body of Christ, as born-again believers, as disciples of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is to preach the gospel. To tell people, yeah, you know, we should be a little more bolder because the world has just taken us and moused us down and got bolder. We got all this thing going on with bathrooms. You want my opinion? This is my opinion. Put a unisex bathroom over there and put a boys and a girl bathroom. And if you got a boys genital and, and you don't want to go into the boys because you think you're a girl, but you got a boys, go over in the unisex. It's simple what they need to do. Go right on there, get some money, go on every school, bill a unisex. 
Bill, two unisexes over there tell them people don't understand who they are. They don't understand what sex they are. Go on over there in there. There y'all's are. There y'all two bathrooms. But the one says boy, be a boy when you go in there. And the one said girl, be a girl when you go in there. You can't be I don't know who I am. I was born with a male genital and a female genital, and I don't know if I'm a male or if I don't know if I'm a female. That's crazy. The devil will blind people to utmost, and he did it in the Old Testament. He did it in the times of old, and he's doing it in the times of today. It's simple. But, you know, these uh, uh, folks want to make us, man, I, I don't want to be in a bathroom that says male and I got some woman up in there. Taking like she a man, she ain't going to the urinal. Is she gonna squat on the urinal and sit down? Let her squat on the urinal and take a leak. But if she gonna sit on the toilet, go over there in the women's area where you take a toilet. Go sit down. Where you go, you go to you sit on the toilet. That's what you do. That's the way to do it. I'm sorry. That's the truth of the matter. And tell them I said it here on biblical living life. I ain't backing down. This is foolishness. Let's stop all this foolishness, politicians. Give them a bathroom that says unisex. Because it's, unisex, it's, it's a unification of sexes. And that's what a gay person or a lesbian or a transgender is. He's one thing. Bruce Jenner was a man, and he's still a man. I don't care about no Caitlin. He can call himself Jaitlin, Paitlin, Eatlin, Joklin. I don't care what he want to call himself, but he was on a box of Cheerios or whatever. Wheaties. Breakfast of champion. He was a champion man one day. Now he's a he's a he's not a champion woman. I don't know. That's kind of messed up. I'm sorry I gotta go out there with y'all. But I just have to be the way it is. Uh we are to call all men, women, boys and girls, grandma, grandpas, aunts, aunts, uncles, sisters, transgender people, gay like alike. Uh, need to repent of their sins. We all got some sins. They got some sins, and they sins to me may look a little bigger, but they no bigger than our sins. We all got sins. They messed up because they don't know who they are. God made male and female. And when you can't figure that out, how can you figure out God? That's the simplest thing. He said in his word, he made it male and female. And you say, I don't know what I am. You need God. You need to be in the church on your knees. We need to have revival, 24-hour revival to get you straight. But we have to understand that, my brothers and sisters. We need to, to all confess our sins. You know, and in, in verse 6 and 7, you know, it, it, six, it, you know, it gets a little more in John. It was clothed in, in clamor hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins. You know, that's just kind of was a typical dress of that, that man and who he was. Uh, you know, uh, he lived in the wilderness. He needed the camel hair. He needed the hair for warmth. He was going to be out there in the wilderness in the cold and the blistering nights. It wasn't always sunny and warm. But he, you know, uh, I would imagine he needed something to protect himself uh, for that. And so, you know, and they said, you know, he, uh, he did eat locusts and honey. Well, you know, bees make honey. Bees still making honey today. Will you get your honey today? Most bees is made by bees. You might have some of it that's artificially made, but... Bees make honey today, same bees, honeybees. And so, you know, and locusts, you know, that had to be some strange thing that he had to do because, you know, he had to prepare locusts. If you know anything about a locust, a locust got a green belly full of green 
uh, non, don't taste right uh, in his belly. Got a big belly and tail. And uh, so you have to know how to properly prepare them to eat them. But they said he ate them. So and he did pretty good. He was a big, healthy fella. So, you know, we just have to understand that the Bible here and what he's trying to get us to see, there was some significance to all of what went on. And what I'm saying is we should be preaching the same way John the Baptist preached. And this is what I want to sort of start this series off. We started off with some fire because we want to know and we should be doing the same. We should be saying, hey, that's sin. I mean, when you're in the privacy of your friends, your your close people that you're talking to on the phone, you're talking to them when they tell you some things, you know, we got to let them know those are like sinful things. Not that we're telling you a sinner. I'm not calling you anything, but those are sinful. And in that, you have to look beyond that to maybe give that to God, to confess your faults and failures, to give that to God. And we need to begin to do it in the church house. We need to begin to do those things in the church house so that people will realize that you can't do what you want to do. You can't be you. No, uh, I, I'm mad. At, I'm mad, and I'm going to be mad until I get over it. Wow. Hmm, what happened to God? I get over it? Hmm. Huh. That's tough. The Bible says be angry and sin not. Sin is when you repetitively stay angry at someone for something that they may have done. That's sin. And you're not going to be blessed. I don't care what little bit you have. Most people, are, you know, don't have a pot the TT out of and a, and a window to throw it out of. I used to say, I ain't going to use the other word I would have used, but they need to, they need to, we need to begin to do better in church. We need to begin to dare to do in our places of worship. We need to be better to do even ourselves at home. I got to work on it. I got issues. I got to work on Everybody got issues, but don't, you know, but, but you know, I'll, I'm going to deal with my issues. You need to deal with yours. And if we're going to do better to witness to people about Jesus coming, we have to work on ourselves so that we can do that. And that's what we're going to have to do, my brothers and sisters. Well, that gets us through the first seven verses. We're going we're gonna to pick up next week, and we're going to get back into this, and we're going to kind of talk about Jesus is, when he's baptized and the significance of it, and then we're going to talk on. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna chug on and then about Jesus when he was tempted. We're going to talk about the temptation of Jesus and how we were tempted. So we're going to get on in the book of Mark, and we're going to look at it. But if you're here, you know, if you've been listening to this broadcast, we thank you for continuing to listen. But if you've been listening and you don't know our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. We just said that if you begin to look and, and look at the Bible and you begin to wonder what's going on in your life and why you maybe not been blessed and where you need to be, uh, and we just like to in, invite you to to accept this Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Savior, who I've accepted as my Savior, because the Bible says for we, in Romans three twenty says for we all have sinned and come short of the glory that everybody's a sinner. I don't care where you are. You know, you could be a rich sinner, you could be a pro sinner. A post sinner, you could be a middle-aged sinner, but you could be, you a sinner, and you saved by grace. But in Romans 8 and 1, it says, There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. When you walk not after the flesh and after the spirit, there's no condemnation. God does not condemn you for that. So that's the only non-condemnation that I want to live by. Then it says in, in, in 2 verse 2, it says, For the law of the spirit of in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. When I uh, believe in this Jesus Christ and walk in it, I'm going to be okay. And you will be okay. But in Romans 9 and 10, it says, If I will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe 
in thy heart. God has raised them from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you just don't know Jesus Christ, I just want you to say this simple prayer with me. Says, and it says, I pray the Lord to forgive me of my sins and wash me in your blood. Because you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart in Jesus Christ, that I would be saved. You can say, thank God, thank Jesus for saving me. If you just confess your sins to Jesus, ask him to wash you in his blood and confess him that he's your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. That's all. It's not, a, it's not, it's not some hocus pocus and you'll be saved. And with that, you have to put do something with it now. Just because a lot of folks, God say we don't do nothing with it. It's more to do with it. But you know, we, but we have to understand that. But I'm just glad for you that continue to listen, those that listen. If you've been a backslider and you have not been going to church, you need to get yourself back into our kind of covenant. Just ask God to allow you, pray to God to cleanse you, wash you, and just show you and point you back in a way to get yourself back into a Bible-believing, a Bible-teaching, Word of God church, and begin to... Uh, get to, 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 to do what God would want for you to do. God has a work for everybody, and he has a work for you. To continue to listen here at Biblical Living Live, we, we thank you, we love you, we appreciate all that you do to support us. We want you to continue to send your card and letters. We have not forgot to tell you about uh, continually to support you know, the new studio. We've been kind of, uh, uh, last few weeks, we, 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 we haven't gotten a lot done, but we're still moving forward. We're waiting on a repair over a roof, and we believe in God for that so that we can move on into some areas. But we just want you to know that continually be with us, continually support us, continue to listen to us, because we know God loves you. But we always say in Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is, and that God is reward of them that diligently seek it. God bless you. Biblical Faith Ministries. Call us at 877-324-8429. That's 877-324-8429. You can also write and send any donations to Biblical Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 970-227, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. Again, Biblical Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 970-227, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48197. We want to thank you for tuning in to Biblical Living Live. This is Pastor Emery Moss, Jr., your friendly neighborhood apologist. Tune in to Bible Talk weeknights at 6 on Faith Talk 1500. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. This is a brand new radio show providing biblical answers for money and life. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear lives apart. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. True Stewardship with Chris Brown at 1 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. It's the spring sale at TheIdealDepot.com. Half off is not enough. So right now, take 60% off everything. It's our spring into savings sale. 
60% off tuition is in the air. Right now, you can attend the highly respected Christian college, Rochester College, for 60% off. That's right. Take 60% off tuition for Rochester College. If you or someone you love is having trouble managing the cost of college, this is the deal for you. And if you're the parent of a student who's struggling in math, theidealdepot.com has 60% off mathnasium. These tutoring sessions are valued at $500, but right now you can get 60% off that price. Everything on TheIdealDepot.com is 60% off. This extra 10% off is for a limited time. So hurry to TheIdealDepot.com and save 60% off everything. Some restrictions apply, so be sure to read them carefully. Go to TheIdealDepot.com. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing,